You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I have with me a really awesome guest today. Rob Cosberg is all about the publishing, promotion, PR kind of space. And so I know a lot of you have questions, you know, you, you've got your guidance, you've got the visions, you know um, what you're here to do, but you're not real clear on how you're here to do it. And so I'm excited when we have guests like Rob on who have some practical um, systems, businesses built around doing just that. And so we're going to talk with them today about publishing books for the business entrepreneur. Um, and, and I know there's a ton of information out there on these topics. And you, every time you turn around, somebody's giving you advice about that. Um, but what we're going to unfold in today's conversation is really how to make sure that we keep that in alignment with your vision, you know, and Rob has a lot of experience helping people get, you know, on his, his, his clients get on thousands of shows, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Entrepreneur. So, the, you know, he's the guy to listen to with regard to, to the systemization or at least the practical approaches of these things. So I am really excited to, to have Rob on the show. So please join me in welcoming him. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Tanya. Great to be with you today. Excited about, uh, about this opportunity with you. Perfect. Well, we're excited to have you. So as with all of our guests, we're going to start by asking you, what are your superpowers? You know, um, I'll answer it. Can I answer it by saying this? I, I, I believe we're all in two businesses, uh, the business of the exciting thing that we love and, and the thing that we can do to help people. But we're also in the business of being known and having our message spread. And my superpower is helping people to do that very thing, uh, helping people to get known, to be seen as an authority, and to attract the right people into their life and their business. Um, actually, yes, you can answer that way. And I'm very <laughs> glad that you did because <laughs> I, think so, I think so many people are hesitant to step into that. And I know that there's, there's layers of growth and confidence with saying that. And especially when you kind of operate in, in some of the spiritual growth arenas, as I know a lot of our listeners do, you know, to, to come out and say, I, I want to be known. I, I want to be known for this. I want to be seen. Um, a lot of times we have to grapple with the, the guilt that's associated with this or, or, or fearing yeah. that that comes from an ego space. And for sure, that can come from an ego space. And I know that, you know, I'll speak just from my personal journey. That was a big struggle for me to get to the place where I was willing to say and own and recognize that that is how I'm going to do what I do here. I, I, I have to be known. The information has to be seen. Like, like in, in, and that's a different statement than saying, you know, I feel like if I don't have fame and fortune and visibility – that somehow I'm less than. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I think it's important to make that distinction because there does seem to be this crossover, this kind of tipping point that people get to where um, they have to work through that. And it's great to be humble and it's great to want to take a back seat and it's great to not want to make it about you. Um, and at a certain point in time, you kind of got to bundle all that together and pick it all up and, and, and step forward with it. Um, and, and so I appreciate the fact that you're willing to give people permission to to want that and, and to recognize that it's necessary if people are going to hear you. Well, for sure. You know, I mean, the, the bottom line is you may not want to be known, but you need to be known. 
And if you don't really approach it that way, then you're going to be in trouble and you're always going to be playing small and uh, not making the kind of impact on people, on the world that you want to make. And so who ends up being the ones that, that are being known or, or made known? They're the ones oftentimes that want to be, and maybe they're driven by ego. I, I'm not here to judge them, but I know this. If, if you're not known and if your business and what you do is not known, then what good is that to the world? And so you need to make a decision and you need to really go after this as though your life depends on it. Because if you don't, somebody else will. And, uh, and they'll take the stage and, and maybe they're not going to be as good as you in making an impact on the people that you, know, you were created to make an impact on. So how do you help your clients kind of work through that? Or, or maybe I'm making an assumption, have your clients pretty well worked through that by the time they come to work with you? Or do you find yourself doing a lot of hand-holding in that arena? You know, some, but I'd say most of it's already been worked through. I mean, if they're searching us out, then, then you know, they're at least under the impression or, or believe that they need to have a book that they need to be seen as an authority in the space. They need to get on TV, radio, blogs, podcasts, et cetera. So for the most part, they've at least worked out most of that. Now, once we get to the point of, you know, the book is published and the book has become successful, uh, then we start our, our PR, what we call the profit phase of, of our business. And sometimes we have to hold their hand in that phase. We have to let them know, look, you know, you say you don't want to be on TV, but the reality is we, we want you to be on TV because this is, you know, an, an area where you can be made known. Uh, you can use the footage on an ongoing basis to show additional authority, et cetera. So sometimes, sometimes, we, sometimes, we, have, sometimes we have to do that, you know, are applying to work with us, have already worked through that stuff. Or Very cool. And do they, do they hit kind of, do any of your clients ever hit that kind of, Ah, moment of like, oh, I'm really going to do this. And, and, you know, when, when they're faced with that reality, um, it, it, you know, I think sometimes it's different as a philosophy versus that this is really going to happen. Do, do you have those moments with clients? Yeah, oh, 100%. And, and they come out a little bit differently uh, for different people. For some people, it comes out in perfectionism where, you know, they just won't pull the, the trigger on publishing the book because they're like, Oh, I need to change this and I need to add this chapter and I need to make an adjustment here. And it's like, come on. I mean, you've been working on this thing for a decade. I mean, it, it, it's okay. It's, it's good enough. You know? And so there, there's that. And I'm sure that will resonate with, 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 you know, someone, uh, it does with me as well. Uh, we, we all have that characteristic. With other people, it, it comes out in their fear of the media itself and, uh, you know, the, the fear of, you know, I, I don't know what to say or, you know, I don't know how to, how to, how to be. And it's like, you, you've been doing this for 20 years. You know what to say. They're not going to ask you a question that stumps you in your, in your field. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so it comes out differently to different people. Well, and, and, and I think that that's a powerful statement. You know, that's a lot of what we work with people on it is being able to stand in that total confidence and, and we, you know, we call it self-dominion so that you do go into those situations feeling untouchable, like, you know, and, and being able to say, you know, I, I don't know, but if I had to take a stab at it, this is kind of the approach that I would take or, 
or whatever the case may be. But I'm, I'm laughing at you because I, I, um, when I was working on my master's thesis, and it was the second one that I wrote. So I had to write one. Um, I was in the honors college, and so I had to write one to graduate from the honors college with my undergrad. But then he's, and I remember sitting in my apartment with these stacks, stacks of research, because of course, you know, the internet wasn't as um, popular at that time, but it was like stacks and stacks of paper and post-it notes and everything. And, and it was really my mom who ended up holding my feet to the fire and put me on the calendar because it was like, well, but I really need to dive into this research a little bit more because everything begat something else, something else. And it was like, I, I just the research piece to me was never complete enough. And, and right. as I'm laughing as you're talking about folks with their book that, and, and that's, that was 100% the space I was sitting in. And I, I contend if it hadn't been for my mother, you know, I was a full fledged adult, but if it hadn't been for my mother, you know, calling me saying, Hey, you owe two, she didn't even know what I was writing. Like really had no comprehension, but put me on a schedule and, and held me accountable. Um, and it got done, but it was, um, but it was, it was kind of that state of paralysis of like, but what if there's more? And what if I'm not being totally honest, not because I'm lying, but because maybe I don't have all the information or maybe I haven't expanded this far enough. And, um, you know, on some level, I think that it's good for people to take it that seriously. And on the other, I, I completely see what you're saying because I've fallen victim to that many times of, you know, but, you know, not really wanting to give in to the good enough is good enough. Um, it's fear. It's just fear. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's never going to be perfect. There's no such thing. And if you wait six months, you're going to maybe have, you know, some new revelations or, or even some changes in modality on how you do things. That's why people write two books and three books. And <laughs> You're like, there are more books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, let it go, man. Get it out there for crying out loud. Doesn't have to be perfect. Done is always uh, better than perfect. Uh, that, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's awesome. So how did you get into all of this? What, where did you get your start or why books? Why publishing? Why promotion? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of backed my way into it. Um, I don't come from a traditional publishing background at all. I wrote a book 10 years ago. And if you remember what was happening 10 years ago, we were in the midst of the financial and real estate crisis. And uh, I, I had been in real estate and very successful in real estate. I had several businesses that were doing over $100 million a year in transactions. And uh, this was all in the South Florida, Southeast United States area. And... Uh, those businesses came crashing down in 2007, 2008. And so I, I was, you know, I was in with a couple of mentorship mastermind type groups with some smart people and I, I needed to reposition myself. That time I was in my early forties and, you know, I, I had lived a pretty good life. I have three kids in private school, been married a long time. And I'm like, you know, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. I had to close my, my business. And, um, and so I asked advice and, and uh, two mentors suggested that I write a book to uh, position myself in a brand new industry. And uh, I, had, I had never thought of it uh, before, but something seemed to ring true to me. So I wrote a book in financial services and, um, and launched a business in a terrible economy. And the business immediately within, you know, 13, 14 months went to seven figures, which, you know, at that time, uh, everything was crashing, not growing. I ended up getting on TV, radio, media. Probably radio was the big opportunity for me. I had my ended up getting my own radio show. I, I did four hours of live radio a week and just uh, drove 
you know, millions in revenue and, and thousands of leads uh, a month. And so, you know, people started coming to me asking me, you know, Rob, how are you doing this? How, how are you growing your business? And in probably 2010, I started helping people to develop books and then in conjunction with launching the book and, and getting them on media, people also started growing their businesses and uh, I fell in love with it. I sold my financial services company probably five years ago now and, um, and have been doing this, uh, you know, hundred percent all in since. So love it. But, uh, but man, I, I backed into it totally. <laughs> that seems to be the way. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, we've been talking with Rob Cosberg today about what have we been talking about? Books <laughs> about books. I was like, where where everything. are we going with this? I was. We've been talking about everything. <laughs> well, truthfully, I, I would I went off on a trajectory. So when we come back from the break, I really want to unpack what you were talking about because some of that, you know, I think is connected to having the cellular confidence of being successful. And, um, you know, we see a direct relationship. And so you were able to carry over, um, you know, that, that transferability of confidence into this, this new arena. Um, and, and that's actually where my, my mind went off. I thought it was a fascinating topic. And so we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. But we're talking about, you know, publishing books, writing books for the business entrepreneur. And we will be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, and we're talking today with Rob Cosberg about publishing books for the business entrepreneur. Um, and, and as I alluded to prior to the break, there, your story is interesting in the sense that um, it is it is common, you know, that there were a lot of folks who were kind of in their heyday and then and then the market hit around two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and then you know what happened after that. This kind of rebirthing a lot of folks went through. But but what was interesting about your story was was and I'm and I'm sure this wasn't the experience that you had in the moment of it, but but in the telling of it and in the feeling around it is this kind of just you were able to kind of take this swirling kind of mass of skill sets and success and confidence. And, and reapply it. And, um, you know, you seem to me to have a, a good uh, pivot ability um, w- with regard to some of that. And I know that uh, some folks don't, right? And so, so we noticed that they may have been highly, highly successful in one arena. And for whatever reason, when they, they go into a different arena, and a lot of times it is being a, an expert, right? Right. Stepping forward and saying, I have this knowledge and I'm here to, to share it with the world. Um, whether whether the person was a rocket scientist before or, you know, my, my story being a counterintelligence agent or, you know, whatever the background might be, a lot of them are very coveted professions and, and, and lofty and, and, and highly lauded um, experiences. But for some reason, when that's translated into, okay, now I'm going to stand on my own and present this material and say that it's valuable, um, some folks have trouble making that transition. 
um, maybe because you were in real estate and there that, that requires its own kind of self gumption and everything else. But um, do you see that some of the pro- folks who come out of the professions and where they've um, really built up like a lot of experience, but perhaps it was an arena that was more traditional, um, if you will, or readily accepted as um, something that we would look to like doctors and, and, and those folks in the professions. Um, do you see a connection between that and, and then stepping into their own space and, and having the confidence to be able to transfer that? You know, I, not necessarily do I see a connection. I, I think it, it goes back to the original statement I made when you asked about my superpower. You know, we're all in two businesses. We're in the business of, of doing the thing that we love and helping people in the way we help them but we're also in the business of attracting people to the thing we do, marketing ourselves, being, being made known. And I honestly think the, the biggest determining factor for success is how you are at the latter rather than the former. Uh, you could have the cure for cancer, but if no one knows about it, what good is that? You're, you're, you're playing small. And so, you know, the, the people that I have seen pivot and be successful in multiple different industries are people that understood that truth, embraced it, and then learned the skills necessary to, to figure it out. I mean, I, it's not like I knew marketing. It's not like, you know, there's some innate, you know, thing that God placed in the, in our brain about your, you know, you're going to know marketing. I, I was never a marketing type person, but I, I learned about you know how the human mind works, how psychology works. I learned uh, you know how to attract people rather than repel people. And of course, you, you, there's nothing wrong with repelling people. You always want to repel the wrong people from your business, but but you know you don't want to repel everybody, right? So mm-hmm. so I think these are skills that you learn if you want to, right? If you choose to, and and that's what I've seen as maybe the the biggest benefit. Um, of embracing that secondary business, if you will. Um, I think that that's really powerful. And so, so let's talk with folks. So, so first of all, those of you listening, like, you know, I hope you're really pinging on this because I do know that this is a, a huge catching point for some folks who, um, you know, however you received information or, or like, like you mentioned, how, you know, even if you're sitting on the cure for cancer, if you're, if you haven't accepted the fact that, um, you need to be known for that. Um, you know, perhaps you can build a business where you're not known for that, where somebody else becomes a spokesperson or the business itself can take on enough of its own um, identity that, that you can kind of sit in the background. But it's, you know, that those stories are fewer and further between, I believe. Hard to do. That is hard mm-hmm. to do, you know. I mean, I've, I've seen a couple like that, but, it, you know, that's usually when there's a partnership, right, where you have maybe the visionary and, and forward person. And then you have the, you know, uh, the, the technical minded person, you know, the, the back office person, but that's usually a, a partnership. It's pretty rare that, that the CEO would be, you know, the one that's not, you know, forward facing to the world, if you will. Yeah. And it will. And, and, and I think some of that has to do with, you know, the advent of the internet and social media and everything yeah. else. And, and more and more, even with large corporations, people want to know who are the people behind them. I mean, we have a whole entire corporate counterintelligence firm um, 
and some offshooting due diligence service businesses because of that, um, because people want transparency. They want to know who's behind it, what they stand for, what their value. I mean, I mean, there's, there's this, this whole kind of movement around that and promotion and writing a book and letting people in podcasts are a great way to do that because people can feel you, you know, and they can decide like, yes, I resonate with this person. No, I don't. Um, and I, and I like what you said about repelling energy isn't terrible. Like we, you know, that's how we kind of drill down to our niche is like, who, who is that? Who, who is that avatar of who we're going to really work with? So, so let's say, Oh, go ahead. Just to mention one thing there, you know, I've seen, I've seen many clients in the past and, and you perhaps have as well, where they're, they're taking people that clearly are not a fit for them that clearly have the wrong energy. But they're doing that because of the scarcity mindset. And quite frankly, they're doing it because they're not attracting enough people into their business. So they need the money uh, or they need the opportunity and they're deciding to work with someone that clearly is not a fit for them. You know, just last week alone, I gave uh, clients to, uh, not last week, but in, in the last month in January, two clients in particular I gave deposits back to because they just weren't a good fit for us at Bestseller Publishing. And, you know, if you if those were the only two clients that Bestseller Publishing had in January, then we wouldn't be doing that. But the fact that we had 250 people apply for our services gives us the power to just work with the right people. So that's another reason that you've got to make sure that you're attracting people regularly. Otherwise, you're going to be tempted to to take on potential clients that just are not a good fit for you. Well, and we really caution about that um, for, you know, with regard to the due diligence aspect, because um, in a lot of ways, that's where we see some of the worst um, review situations, you know, rip off reports. Like, like we see really bad things transpire when businesses and service providers take on clients that aren't a good fit. Yeah. Um, we, we've been in the same position. We've given money back before because it, because of what we've seen through that due diligence business is it's just not worth it to provide services to somebody, one, if they're not real clear on, on what they're buying to begin with, or if it's not a good fit for them, um, or if they're just not an ideal client for you. And that, that's part of the reason why we um, opted early on with our um, corporate counterintelligence firm to knock ourselves off and create a um, kind of a lower end service provider because we had so many people coming to us that we didn't really want to help work with on a consulting fashion, but we wanted to help and we didn't have the, you know, kind of systemized services to provide for that. And so, so we set about creating it um, because it, it didn't feel good to turn them away. And at the same time, it really didn't feel good to take them on when we knew the consulting side of the house wasn't a good fit for them. And so, but, but we do caution service providers. If you chase the money, eventually we're going to find out about because somebody's going to hire us to vet you <laughs> and it's going to come out that you have a lot of really uh, not satisfied customers. And so, so, it, and it doesn't feel good. You end up spending, what is it? The 80, 20 rule, you end up spending 80% of your time on really challenging clients or, or, or folks that aren't a good fit yeah. um, when you could be helping so many other people that are perfect in your niche. But it's interesting that you tie that into the willingness or lack of willingness to be seen. And I think 100%. it's logical, but yep. I don't know that I would have made that leap before. Um, it, so, so, so this is kind of what we're unpacking today, folks, is this concept that until you embrace the idea that you've got to be out there, people want to know what you stand for. You need to know what you stand for. Yeah, like you, The message has to be clear. Like all of these um, 
quick tips that you hear in, in the self-help business industries is like, you know, you need to know what your message is, know what your tribe is, but those are more than just pretty words. Those are that, that becomes the foundation of your ability to really do what you're here to do. And so, so let's say that we've, now we've, we've talked everybody into embracing the idea that they've, they've got to get out there. What, what are just some practical kind of first steps they can look at? I mean, obviously write a book, um, but that even in and of itself, I think people get lost down that rabbit hole um, yeah. if they're not careful. Um, so, so practically, like, let's say someone's like now, like I got all this, I've got all my stuff together. What, what can they do, you know, in the next coming weeks to move that forward for themselves? Well, look, I'm the book guy. What am I going to say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I threw you a bone on that one. I'm like, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, um, you know, I, I, I say what I say out of my own personal conviction. I, I, I know what it did for me 10 years ago. In a lot of ways, it, it saved me, saved my family. Uh, I mean, you know, I went from zero to back to seven figures and multiple seven figures in the worst economy in my lifetime all because of my best-selling book and the opportunities that my best-selling book gave me. Uh, I've seen it happen for countless clients of mine. So now, do you need a book to start attracting clients? No. You could start doing Facebook Lives or you could start being more vocal on Twitter or you know, wherever your clients are, you can start building a presence. You can create your own podcast or be guests on podcasts. With that said, I've never seen anything as powerful as a book. That's why people continue to write them. That's why John Maxwell writes books every year on leadership. That's why Dave Ramsey is, is known. That's why Susie Orman in the financial services realm is known. That's why Tony Robbins continues to write books. Listen, it, it makes a massive, massive difference. So what would I tell someone? I would tell someone, you know, formulate a plan. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on your podcast. I have another podcast later today. Uh, I do speaking engagements. You know, I, I continue to stay in the public eye for my business because it's not something you do one time and you're done. Uh, it, that's like eating or showering. You know, you don't do it one time and you're done. You, you continue to do it. And so, you know, the, the book for me and for my clients is the way to continue to show yourself as credible, knowledgeable, authoritative in your space, and then use that to get opportunities on media, opportunities for speaking engagements, and to show your potential clients that you really are the expert in the space. So next step should, should begin with a plan. You know, uh, Start writing. Start looking. at Certainly, if you don't have the finances to hire a company like mine to really help you, then, you know, you could certainly do it on your own. It's more difficult, but there's plenty of resources that you can use and, uh, and begin putting something, you know, together that can really change your life and others' lives as well. Well, and I love that you mentioned having a plan because I, I, I do see too often people wanting to, you know, get on YouTube, be on Twitter, write a book, be on Facebook, like have a right. you know, podcast. And, and they're all great strategies, but I think the people who are really, really, really phenomenal at those strategies typically do that strategy, you know, so, so, you know, and it's fine to kind of dabble in, in different ones and stuff, but make sure you understand why you're doing that too. And sometimes we dabble in different ones just to find the ones that we like the, the best and that's okay too. But, but if you don't know where you're going, how, how do you know what tools you need to get there? Like, like what steps you need to take? And so, 
you know, try to work backwards and say, okay, what, what is it? And keep in mind, like, what life do you want? Like, it's great to say you want to have a YouTube channel, but you know, realistically the best YouTube channels, that's, that's daily content. Yeah. Um, if you don't want to be in front of the camera every day yeah, or, you know, <laughs> yeah, don't do and, and even if you think you're going to do a whole backlog of videos and stuff like that, that's anyway, I mean, there, there's, make sure you talk with people who have done this stuff I mean, even podcasting is a labor of love. And, and, and my kind of take on it is if you don't want to dedicate five years to it, don't do it. Yeah, you know, like don't labor, step into right? it. Yeah. I mean, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, should see. I mean, we run four different shows, like the five different shows now. We, the back end system is nuts. You know, and if I had known when I started that that's where we we're going to end up, I, I don't know that I would have started. Yeah, but. You, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, but at least know what you're willing to do. You know, certainly things are going to unfold and, and, and you're going to take a left turn instead of a right. Um, but, but, but know how it fits into your lifestyle. Um, and, and if it's, and if it's what you want to do, there's too many options now available to spend your time doing something in a way that you don't want to do it. You know, I, when people come to me, they're like, I know I need to blog, but I hate blogging. And I'm like, well, why would you do it? Like, I don't understand you know, do, do at least what fits in. Now, if it's fear speaking and you just need to push through that, that's one thing. Um, but there are many, many, many ways of getting out there. And, and obviously publishing a book is still a reputable, um, sought after, you know, highly regarded method of doing that. And so, so I love what you're saying, Rob, and I really appreciate you uh, for coming on the show today. Where can people go to find out more about you? Yeah, I'd say the best place is is uh, our website, bestsellerpublishing.org, bestsellerpublishing.org. Tons of free resources there, plus information on the hundreds of clients that we have helped from U.S. ambassadors and Fortune 500 CEOs to, you know, healers and, and, and those, uh, you know, uh, coaches and consultants and whatnot. So that's the best place, I'd say, to, to start. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Rob, and thank you for the work that you do in the world. Um, I appreciate the real solid, founded, um, practical approach that you take, and um, I know that a lot of our folks are going to be reaching out to you, so thank you for that. Thank you. Great to be with you, and a really fun conversation today. Perfect. Well, thank you. That, that's what we strive for here at Superpowers, <laughs> right? Love so, it. And to all of you out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.